Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. Why we choose to ignore the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, addiction, mental illness, and much more. What role do they play in relationships? Follow me each week as we discuss these topics with anonymous guests and experts to hopefully become better humans, resulting in better choices. Like I say, been there, still doing that. Now on to the show. Anonymous Andrew back with you with another episode and today we have something a little different. We're going to switch gears a little bit. Several episodes ago, maybe even 10, I spoke about uh, going to start slowly switching to the dating aspect of post-relationships. So I have found a woman named Christy D. Price and she is um, with KP Matchmaking. And what an, an interesting, such an interesting interview. I know nothing about matchmaking, the matchmaking services. Um, and it's, and of course she does more than that. They, they, if you have a profile on an app, they will help you with that profile. Uh, to like, as if, like she told me that your profile on an app should be as good as the resume if you are applying for a job. And um, I, I know about my profile could use some help, and I'm sure, and some of the profiles that I've seen on apps could use some help. Anyway, coming up in this episode is Christy D. Price uh, with KP Matchmaking, and she gives us some great tips and things to look out for and the red flags and um, all about her service. So enjoy the interview, and please, as always, follow me. Um, subscribe and or leave me a review or give me five stars anything folks I'm asking I'm begging begging I'm on my knees I'm begging thank you we'll see you on the other end of the interview ciao hello everybody anonymous Andrew back with you once again and today I finally you know, I've been talking about getting um, a dating expert on because I want to transform the podcast into starting in the shift into the dating world. And while I talked about being on dating apps here and there, today I have Christy D. Price with me. And Christy is with KP Matchmaking, and she is a dating coach and matchmaker. And good evening, Christy, or good morning. I don't know what, what part of the country you're in, but... <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm in West Palm Beach right now. Oh, so okay. So the same oh, time zone. We're good. I'm, I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> okay. Tell yeah. us, Christy. So what is what is it that it, tell us about your matchmaking and what yeah. what is it you do? So I do two things. I do dating coaching and matchmaking. Dating coaching is how people go out on their own, like successfully online date, look for red flags learn how to write your profile well, looking, know how to attract people, get to the first date, what to wear. We have image consultants. Um, I do confidence building, getting over the fear of rejection. We also help our dating coaching clients figure out where to go and meet people, whether that's on the street. Because you know, sometimes dating apps, as we talked about, can be really discouraging. 
So to, I, I, dating apps are great, but that shouldn't be your only avenue to meet people. Like go out to meetup groups, find seller interest groups, or you know, even a Starbucks or prepared food sections, like make opportunities to meet others. Uh, and we help people with the art of conversation and approaching people and being approachable. And then the matchmaking is when people hire me because they don't have the time or they don't want to do online dating and meet people on their own or they're meeting the wrong kind of people. So they hire me to find people that are mutually aligned with their life and relationship goals, interest, hobbies, religion, politics is a thing now. And I actually introduce them to people that I've, I screened and qualified and I know they look like their photos and they want a relationship and I introduce them. That's great because yes, as we discussed before, the dating apps are um, the the photos don't match. Uh, uh, I, I'm actually talking to somebody now who for three weeks, and I'm trying to get her to do a video um, thing on Bumble. Right, Bumble offers a, a, a video, and she keeps saying yes. But I say, okay, how about Friday night? And then I don't hear from her. And then it's Saturday morning, and. So people are reluctant to get on video. That's a red flag, right? That means that they're hiding something. So, yeah, if they don't have photos, if they don't have, um, they don't, they won't get on a video or something, or meet you in person. You know, she's just dragging you along. Well, that's funny you mentioned that because the first thing she said to me was, "By the way, she's from Ukraine," and hit me up. She matched with me and said hello to me first. And then the first thing she said to me, hey, I, I'm not too far from you. Let's meet at a Starbucks. She wanted to meet within the first two days. And she gave me an address to a Starbucks in New York City. And I, I said to her, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. I, I want to talk to you on the phone. I want to see your face on the video. Yeah. I want to make sure. And she just kept pushing it and pushing it. And I said, I, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not going to meet you until we, until I see you. And then she said, oh, okay, I'll do the video thing. But she just never followed through on it. So anyway, uh, the dating apps can be quite tricky to navigate. Um, yes, so, it can. Okay. So, uh you, you, I told you a little bit about my story. Um, how so you can help people also that maybe coming out of a bad relationship and could do. Can you help people rebuild their confidence in getting back out into the dating world? Yeah, I think the first thing is to take time, and you said you took time too, because um, a lot of times when we get out of a relationship, we jump back into someone that's the total polar opposite of the person you were dating or, and most likely we're trying to fill a void and we'll get back into a codependent or toxic relationship because you're not feeling good yet. So it's really good to take the time to create a life that you love again, do the healing, take time to do things by yourself. And if, when you start feeling good about where you are in your life, like even at home alone or going for a walk or, and getting out of your comfort zone and try something new, getting out of your comfort zone builds confidence. It just does. You know, if we get stay in the same patterns all the time, it gets too comfortable when you push yourself to do something and get out of your comfort zone um, and you accomplish something. It doesn't matter what, maybe it's going to talk to a new person at a, uh, um, at a barista and doesn't mean that you have to hit on them. Just do something new or learn a new skill set. that helps build confidence too. So anything that you're doing that's taxing your brain to think differently or do something differently or something you're a little nervous about will automatically build confidence. Uh, so I really believe in create the life that you love, do your healing, try things that you haven't done before, which also makes you more interesting when you go back out there. So you have other things to talk about, like, hey, I just tried pickleball. It was so much fun. Or I you know, just did, you know, started kite surfing or learn how to play chess or whatever. I think that's really a good way to, before you get out there, 
to kind of be whole. And then also, if you really know what you want, when you feel good about yourself, and you're not trying to fill that void, you see the red flags more. You learn when you're feeling good, how someone else makes you feel. So, oh, you know, they say something that didn't seem right, or maybe their energy is off and things like that. So if you're in a good, high, positive vibration, because you're in a good place, you'll be able to kind of push people away more quickly that may not be your style or your good or, or you know, a little toxic. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I do need practice in that because obviously the last relationship, I did not do that. I like the concept of getting out of your comfort zone because my comfort zone is either here in my home because we always comfortable in our home. Um, and I'm a social person. I, I, I am a social animal, but I need, I shouldn't say I need, I'm comfortable in a group of people or with a woman. And I, my audience knows this is that I'm a, I live by the beach and I'm a beach person. And for the past three summers, I went to the beach with my girlfriend every weekend. We were both big, big beach people. And now here it is the summertime and, and she's not in my life anymore. So I think what I'm going to do is go down to the beach alone. I love and, it. And I, and, but that scares me because it's not my comfort zone. I would rather go down with somebody. We would fill up the wagon and the cooler and, and get the cards and the umbrella and the chair. And we would go down in the morning and stay, you know, it was a whole thing. And uh, it, it was beautiful. And, and it was our fun, our happy place. Uh, I need to get, go back to the beach, but do that by myself and uh, bring a book or bring my, you know, earbuds and listen to a podcast or music and sit there for several hours. And but I'm going to be uncomfortable because I'm going to be by myself. But I think that, like you said, that might help me build some self-confidence and who knows, I might meet somebody, somebody might walk by and stop and say hello or right. Yeah. And if you're, and you're creating new patterns. So you love the beach. Now it's associated with her and, you know, that negativity. So by doing that, not only are you getting out of your comfort zone, you're going to create new memories and the beach hopefully will become your happy place again. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm this, I, th this holiday weekend's coming up 4th of July. We're, we're, we're recording this a couple of days before the holiday weekend. So I did take off for five days and, and the weather is supposed to be good. I'm going to, I'm going to get on my bike and go down to the beach so I say, sure. I see if it happens, but I, I, I'm going to force myself to do that. I'm just going to go down and, and dig myself a hole and just stay there. Um, and like you said, I think I got to make new memories because you're right. I will associate the beach with her and it's going to be a little bit nerve wracking to go down there. It's, it's going to be a trigger, but if I get through that, I'll be okay. So, um, yeah, it'll get easier. Okay. What else, what other I guess guidance. Uh, so let, let's say that I am get get out get out of my comfort zone and I become more self confident. And now I'm let's say let's say August September I, I'm, I might be ready to maybe go on a date because I've been on these dating apps, but I'm just not ready and and, and I'm not finding anybody. So somebody like me would come to you, and how would you? start with me okay yeah so if it's for coaching we'd start with just kind of really going through and defining um i do this well i do initial consultation with everybody so i get to know who you are so we go through like your life and relationship goals value systems interest hobbies religion all that stuff so we could figure out where 
to meet people, not only online dating sites. Um, also, so how to, from that, we help write the profile so they're interesting. So you want to stand out, that's your resume. You want to have good photos. Um, so yeah, the photos, the photos tell a story. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't look, read, a lot of women don't read, or men. So the photos, you know, if you like yoga, or if you like the beach, like I mean, I'm not really into shirtless selfies or bikini pics, but like activities that you're doing, unless you want to hook up, then go for it. Um, but, and then also a couple of professional photos. You want a kind of a hodgepodge of photos and you want it written well. I know with online dating, you mentioned a couple of red flags. Um, no photos. I think most people are smart enough to at least have a fake photo on there. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, and how it's written and really read it. So some people will say they want to hook up. So if you're looking for a relationship, people will lie online too. Some oh, people yeah. are in a relationship, especially after COVID. They're in relationships or married. They're not happy. They're looking for validation. You have scammers, as you mentioned. Um, and men, not just women, have to be safe and make sure they're meeting in public places because you don't know who's behind the photo. No. So that's really important too. Uh, when you do start talking to someone, um, you want some interaction back and forth when you're messaging on the app. So we'll start with apps first. And then you want to get off and have a phone call. So if you, they want to incessantly talk to you because they're like, women do this more than men. Oh, well, I just don't feel comfortable unless we're talking for two or three weeks. Don't waste your time. She'll never meet you. Right. Never. So it's back and forth, phone number, get a Google number. If you don't want to get your, your name out there, which I have number, and get the phone call. I know some people do like to video um, before they meet. That's up to them. At least, you know, but some people don't like videos and in, in the case you were mentioning earlier. Um, sounds like a red flag. If someone said, if you ask someone to video, they say they will, and they don't, that's one thing. If they say, Hey, I looked like my pictures here. I'll send you some. I'm just not really a video person. I'm on zoom all day long and I'm, I'd rather meet in person. People have different styles, but it should be a quick one to two week top process, not on and on and on. Right. So that's with the online dating. And then I always say coffee, cocktail dinners are the worst first dates and they get right. expensive for men. So don't do that. And just keep it light and fun. And the, I always say to my clients, even my matchmaking clients, like take the pressure off. It's just a resume. A lot of people lie online or they don't look like their photos or the women are, you know, using the filters. The men say they're six foot tall, but they're five, six. Like yeah. that's the one thing. Don't lie. Cause that's the first thing people yeah. see when you walk in the room and you just broke trust. Yeah. Right. Right. So I would say just be authentic when you're doing this. And uh, just have fun with it. You could be a new friend, a business connection, and maybe the romantic interest, but it's just a date. And people get so hung up on that first date and it's so excited. And I think they have to take the pressure off and just have fun with it. Um, and then rotational date. I think when you meet one person and you just block on one person, you miss those red flags that we mentioned earlier, because you were trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, especially if you're kind of still vulnerable. So I don't mean sleep with a bunch of people, but don't just lock down on one person after one or two dates. Yeah, no. You know, date several people. Plus, you're more desirable if you're not always available. When you start the texting process and you're texting them back right away, they, they, people, especially women, want someone, want people that have they have a little mystery. They have other things going on in their lives rather than just waiting for that text. Yeah, good so, point. I, yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. And then, I just plan together for them to go to meetup groups and interest groups too i don't believe in just online dating it's like a full-time job with not a lot of return on your investment and you're not getting paid for it <laughs> that's true too i i'm naturally a uh, 
I'm naturally a paranoid person. So I am not going to meet somebody unless I, I insist on that video chat, whether it's through the like match and bumble have video in their app. So you don't have to give your phone number or email. And I don't see any reason why, and I've done this for, with a few women. And thankfully I did that because their pictures did not look like what they did, it did in the video. I had a woman that I was talking to almost two weeks, back and forth, back and forth. And she seemed wonderful. She was an MRI technology tech, technician and she we were really having a great conversation and then one day i, I wake up and I, and I see this text and she says to me which i'm thankful for because i want to, the next subject i'm going to bring up she says to me andrew i got to be really honest with you i'm in a four-year relationship and i'm not happy so i just jumped on a, 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 a on bumble to see what was out there and uh case in point right there yeah right there but she didn't ghost me she could have easily ghosted me so that's the next topic i want to bring up talk about ghosting what's going on with this ghosting stuff well i think uh it's ridiculous uh it's gotten worse and worse especially after covid i think people are just i hate to say humanity i think people have lost connection across the board after covid yeah. you know we you know you're masked up you're not talking so i think people are a little bit more disconnected um, and I think the cowards out there, and I'll just say cowards because I think it's cruel to do somebody yeah, like just be a person. It's like burning your bridges at a job. Like you never know if you're going to run into that person again. First of all, it's cruel to just go with someone and not let them know why. At least say, hey, I'm just not interested. I see you more as a friend. I don't feel a romantic connection. You don't have to be mean about it, but just say something so the person's not left hanging. But it's prevalent and it's in all age ranges. It's not, you know, everyone blames the younger crowd. It's not just the younger crowd. Yeah. But I, my, my thing is just be a good human and let someone know if you haven't, you know, connected on whatever level. Yeah. And instead of just like ghosting them and not getting back. I think that's yeah. wrong. I, and I, I, the couple of women that I may have connected with or video with, I made it clear to them the next day. I said, I th thank you for chatting with me, but I'm going to move on. I will not ghost somebody. Um, I heard a term not too long ago on another podcast, and they were talking about ghosting. There's a new term, maybe you've heard of it, called zombieing. Have you heard of that term? Though so I'll tell you what it is, and maybe I have not. So, I've heard breadcrumbing, but not that. Okay, well, from from what I heard, they ghost you, and then 30 days later, or whatever, three weeks, six weeks, all of a sudden they reappear. And that did happen to me. So I was talking to a woman and we were having this for a week back and forth and then nothing. All of a sudden I got nothing. Now I will not, if I send you a text and I don't get a response, I'm not going to follow up and go, Hey, where are you? If you're not going to respond to me, right. Right. I'm just, I don't want to sound needy. Plus if you're not interested, I'm moving on. But four or five weeks later, I, I get hello from her. Like, so what that tells me was that she wasn't interested then, or she found somebody else and went on a date, went on a, a month worth of dates with him, and then it didn't work out. So I was her I was her plan B. And and that's similar to breadcrumbing. Breadcrumb. Um, okay, breadcrumbing. It's similar. So it's just a longer period of time. So it's like they don't know know if they want to keep you yet, or they just want the attention, they're looking for validation that you're still interested in getting back to them. Or she probably, you know, dated someone else for a while. He probably dumped her and now she's going back through her list. So I just uh, don't think, okay. yeah. So if someone's um, like, if you're like, have a conversation, then they just disappear for a few days and then, or, or a month or whatever. I mean, 
and they and they won't get back to you. There's no conversation. Is that really going to turn to a relationship? So those people, I say, cut them loose. Yeah. Like, why waste your time? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's different if they miss a text here or there, but, oh, I missed your text three days ago. Talk, talk, talk. Two days go by. Oh, sorry, I missed your text again. Like, yeah. things like that. I mean, it happens. People are busy, but if it's a pattern, forget it. Yeah. I, 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 and I agree with you. And, and that woman, I, when she came back to me, I just said, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, I think I, I might have fibbed a little bit. I said, look, my subscription ends in a couple of days, so I'll be off the app. So um, I, I just, I didn't want, I didn't want to deal with her because I, I knew that I was her plan B and I don't want to be plan B. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's been dating too. If women or men won't make a plan before Friday night, as we're talking, especially um, so like, they should be, you may, should be making plans for the weekend on a Wednesday or Thursday. If they won't give you an answer, like a man, until like the day of the date or a day before, be like, I'm busy. Like you're a busy person. Yeah. yeah. You have to set those boundaries with people. So they respect you more. Um, and just being available for whenever they decide to fit you in is not good either. Especially with online dating. I see that a lot because they have all these different options they are juggling. So I just feel like it's online dating, especially set your boundaries and respect yourself and don't let people push you around. Be kind, but yeah, yeah but know your value. Oh, uh, I've actually had, uh, not to float, not to boast myself, but I've had a couple of women say to me, you are one of the most refreshing men that I've talked to because from what I'm hearing from some of the women that I'm talking to is the men, I shouldn't say this about all men, but a lot of men go right to sex. They want naked pictures or yeah. they want lingerie or they want to know, can we hook up tonight? And I think there's a, a, a whole group of women out there that are turned off by that. And, and I don't do that. I will. I, I, let's just put it out there. I'm not ready for sex as it is to begin with, but um, I, I will never do that to a woman on a dating app. I don't go right to the sex talk or, or whatever. And they're finding it or me refreshing. And unfortunately it, it just didn't go anywhere or I wasn't attracted to them, but um, I'm not sure why I brought that up, but um, okay. So That's uh, um, that you're saying that. So if a woman, um, I mean, is getting um, sexual texts or pics or whatever, or asking for, Oh, send me bikini dick or whatever like that. The, the guy's probably just into it for a hookup. I'd yeah. say 90%. Yeah. Yeah. Nice guys will kind of test the waters first. They won't just jump into the sexual stuff. Uh, yeah. I will not do that. That's not my style. Uh, you know, maybe 30 years ago when I was drinking and maybe coked out of my mind, which is a whole different story. But um, today, as an, a mature adult male in sobriety, and, and I'm looking for a mate, I'm looking for my twin flame, you know, or my, yeah. my, I, there was a comment I saw on Instagram is my next relationship will be my last relationship because you, you're going to, I want to, I want to grow old with you or something like that. It was some quote, somebody on Instagram and that's what I'm looking for. I'm, um, so by, by jumping on match or bumble and start asking for naked pictures, that's just not, uh, that's not the kind of woman, even if she sent it to me, that's not the kind of woman I want. So, right. I, yeah. So, okay. Um, so that's dating apps. Um, any, any other tips, um, uh, or red flags to look out for? I, I want to talk a little bit about your uh, actual matchmaking. All right. So this is what, um, talking about the narcissist and things like that. So if you're on a first date, second date, third date, I don't care what it is. And that person's mean to the wait staff and just kind of ignorant to other people, huge, huge red flag. Don't even give it a second thought. 
Yeah. I don't care if they had a bad day or whatever. If you're ignorant to the wait staff and nasty, most likely that'll turn on the uh, on you if you're in that relationship or if you start dating them. Because okay. people are in their best behavior that first date and second date. So if they're showing you anger issues and things like that, just everyone in general, you have to be aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you just brought us. I so I go on a coffee date and uh, let's say Starbucks, and you know we're talking. I don't know, ten dollars. I. I I'm I'm old school, old fashioned. I'm gonna pick up the tab because unless she insists on paying, or unless we she gets there first and buys herself a coffee, and then I meet her. Let's get to the to the actual dinner. Let's say two or three dates down, we're ready. We're ready for dinner. What is the norm today in who picks up the tab? Because I hear this on social media and other podcasts going around. If I go on whatever date it is second third fourth and it's a larger bill so we're not talking a walk in the park we're not talking a barista we're talking about a taking her to a dinner whether she invited me or we agreed to go to a restaurant what's the protocol that's changed a lot because you it have has. so many women out there that you know are fine just filling the bill um um so with my matchmaking clients I always say like uh, if the guy does pick, say it's like the first or second date or third date or whatever, the guy picks up the dinner bill, then go, if you go out for a cocktail, like pay for a cocktail or something. Um, in terms of dating in general, I think it's personal preference. Like, I mean, I think the guy should grab for the bill. Um, yes. and hope the guy should always grab for the bill. I think that's the way it should be. He should okay. be a gentleman. I agree. But she may say, like me help or like, let me, you know, let me pay for something or leave the tip. And that's just kind of personal preference. On the, by the third date, I think that if she's offering that, she's probably okay with that. If it's on the first date, she might be testing the guy to see if he's actually a man and a gentleman. Yeah. And that could crush, that he may never get a second date if he lets her pay for half of it. But some women are okay with it. So it's like a, it's, it's a 50 push, 50 flip. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, I, I, I asked that for the audience. For, for me, it's yeah. my wallet comes out and I pay for the date. It's, you know, that's just, that's, a, if, my my dad, may he rest in peace, was um, a doctor and, and he was married to my mom for, I don't know, 45, 48 years or something and, and was a great husband and father uh, and taught me how to be a gentleman. I was brought up to be a gentleman. I could tell you stories, but uh, the audience knows it. I will pay for that dinner. And I did go on a date three months ago. It was I met somebody and, and I uh, we we talked a little bit and she really wasn't my style. And as soon as I sat down at dinner, I just said, "This is not. I'm not going to go on a second date with her." But I paid anyway, you know, because yeah. um, it's just my style. Uh, um, but but then I learned, like what you said, and I've been hearing, don't go to dinner on the first date because yeah. men will get broke to keep you keep doing that. So especially no, in my case. Yeah, and that's the worst first date anyway. Like if you have a table between you, you can't create attraction, like you know, be at a bar, sit at like a four top adjacent to each other so you can lean in and kind of see if there's any chemistry. But that physical entity in front of you at, at like a booth, it's like not only you're gonna go broke. Also, it's, it's just you can't figure out there's an attraction. It's more like a business meeting. Yeah. Because you can't touch each other. You can't like lean in or touch a shoulder or vice versa and see if there's anything yeah, body, there. Body language is very key on the first date. Yeah. Yeah, how sure. they react. So, okay. Let's say that I am 
finished with the dating apps. Like I, I've been on them for six months and I've spent $500 and I'm like, got, I'm going nowhere. And I decide that I want you to help me find my mate. So we're done with dating apps. So what's, so I come to you. What's the procedure? I, I don't know much about matchmaking has been around for ages, but I, I, I've never used one and I don't know what the steps are. Well, I come yeah. in and pre fill out a profile and, and how does it's, that work? Yeah, it's more of a uh, higher level concierge service. So I actually sit down with, um, I do the initial consultation like I do with my coaching clients too, um, and really figure out what their life and relationship goals or value system, talk about family, uh, their criteria for the person that they want to meet. Um, I make sure that, uh, and then screen both sides. So I meet with each client, uh, is mostly on Zoom these days, to make sure they look at their photos and get a better feel for them. And then once I know what they're looking for, I actually have people in my database they introduce them to that are mutually aligned with their life and relationship goals. We recruit constantly on different platforms, not on dating sites, but like on LinkedIn and things like that and going to events. Um, so, and I have recruiters out there. So we find the best match possible for our clients, whether they're another paying client, someone that's in our database or someone that we've recruited. And then once I find people that are great matches for my client um, and I screen them too, I know they look like their photos, they want the same things in terms of life and relationship goals and all the other stuff. Then I show my client a profile with a photo and if they want to meet, oh, and the person, when I present the profile to my client, the person already wants to meet them too. So there's no rejection, which they love. Uh -huh. And if they want to go out together, then I send them out for a cocktail or coffee and walk or brunch or whatever their style is all right so i i would you would show you would show me a potential match and i would look at her picture and look at her profile and then i would decide whether i want to and and that person may have already seen me or not yet no they have i make sure that oh, that okay. person already sees once so if i would working with you the a person i've brought to you would already be aligned with what you're looking for looks like okay. their photo and they already want to meet you okay all right. Um, yeah. I, my, my gut, my gut, because I'm sure a lot of people would think this, and I, I don't know if you need to answer this, but I don't know what kind of, of that service usually cost, or, or do you don't want to talk about costs? It just depends. I mean, my a coaching package, I mean, I, my initial consultations, I charge 250. So before I work with anyone, I do that to make sure that I can meet their expectations and that, um, you know, we're, we're aligned. So they might go the coaching route. So my coaching route starts at like 1500 and then my matchmaking packages kind of vary. Okay. So, yeah. And so and I do a free consultation for 20 minutes. So I'm not hedging around that. I just have different packages for um, different okay. areas. Depends if they want to be, if they're in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area and they're open to dating there, that's great. And then if they want to date across the country, because I work with people that date open to anywhere in the country, there are different price points. Okay. And do you handle the New York area too? New York city? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've got clients New York City, um, New York City, Philadelphia area, and New Jersey. Okay. But they always sound about, I'll just say 10,000 and they go up from there. That's for the matchmaking. So it's really intensive. That's a screening them, doing background checks. Um, I interview everyone personally and they work with me directly. Okay. Yeah, of course, there's a personal agenda behind that question. <laughs> <laughs> because oh. I, I'm getting tired of the dating apps and I've been on dating apps for the past, uh, ever since Match came on the scene or whatever, whatever the first one and, and eHarmony. 
And while I have met and been in relationships with women from dating apps, they've just haven't panned out. Um, and I'm not blaming the dating apps. Obviously, it, it, it's either my I take accountability or it just wasn't a right mix. But um, I've never tried a, a matchmaking service. And I'm thinking maybe that might be the route to go in this time around, you know, when I'm ready, you know, when I'm ready. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's becoming very popular because people are so frustrated with the online dating apps. I mean, a exactly. lot of my clients are 20s to early 40s. Okay. And I used to work with 50 plus. That was my business for 15 years. So it's everybody. You know, the younger people are like, well, I can't believe I have to hire you for matchmaking. Then the, uh, people that are in their 50s, oh, it's my age. That's, that's why I can't meet anybody. It's not. It's online dating. Yeah. And just the society we're in, especially after COVID, because people are disconnected and they don't. They don't feel there's a lot of people are heartfelt as much like the ghosting is more prevalent and things like that rather than yeah. taking responsibility because everyone's hiding behind computers <laughs> yeah oh absolutely and, and that's the problem they will they, they hide behind them too long they will not come out from in my experience i just to get them to go on the video is is pulling teeth and, yeah. and i and i say to them your laptop your that's your Windows or your Apple phone all have cameras. All you got to do is push that button and boom, we are face to face. It, it, and, and, and like you said before, I think you said during COVID, everybody was on Zoom. So they should there should be nobody that's not comfortable jumping on a video call for for 12 minutes just to see that, yes, that's your picture, because I want to make sure that what I'm looking at here is exactly what you look like. And and I, I don't want to be mean, but I did this with a woman a couple of weeks ago and she did not look like her picture. I mean, she was her, but yeah, I even had a woman I was talking to. She put a picture of her in 1990 and she was at an Emmys. Uh, she must have gone to the Emmys because in the background it said, the 32nd Emmy. So I Googled 32nd Emmys, what, what year it was. It was 1998 or something. This was, so she had a 20 year old picture on her app, dating app, you know? And so, she, <laughs> so I don't understand. I don't see a lot of, maybe women do it more because I don't really see women's profiles as much, but when men and women put like some current pictures and then pictures of them in high school and college and things like that, like, is that because you want to, all right, so maybe you looked that good back then, but you're not that person now, no. so just leave it off your profile. It's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And she, <laughs> I, 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 this is going to come across horrible. She looked great in 1990. She didn't look great in who, 2023. So. Who, who didn't look great back then, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're like, you know, too. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I'm saying she was pretty in that picture, but. But it doesn't matter. But the current picture right? didn't look anything like her, and she, yeah, I, I don't, I would not recommend putting high school pictures up there because, <laughs> or anything that old. If you look yeah, no. nothing like the photo, that's absolutely just it, yeah, it's no, just silly. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, I, I'm very intrigued. Um, I, I'm I'm really because uh, I between the trauma I went through, I'm trying to find myself, and I, uh, I'm I'm on the dating apps. I think I'm done with them, but I, I need to be on them to research for the podcast because I would, I, number one, I'll have stories to give the audience, but two it is I want to be able you know, to, to, to report back to, uh, to tell people either what to be careful for, what to watch out for. I have already been scammed. I think I told you before I had yeah. my phone cloned 
Um, I, I've I've been catfished. I, I, so all of the all of the things that that we're told to look out for has happened to me already. And so I think it's time to cross off the dating apps. And and um, I I would like to meet somebody organically, like like you said before, yeah. my comfort zone or outside my comfort zone. Um, I, I told this story to somebody the other night. I was at a supermarket just this past weekend, and I was at the seafood section waiting for my seafood. And there was a woman in the produce aisle and we locked eyes and we played this game where she, she seemed to like gravitate closer to me. And um, I, I could have sworn that there was something there. And she was 20 years younger than me easily because as she got closer, she was beautiful, but she couldn't have been more than 40. I'm 63. So um I don't know what was going on, but the, by the time she got close enough to me, I think maybe she did see how maybe how old I was. Maybe she wasn't <laughs> wearing glasses, and then then she turned around. But there, we did play that dancing, whatever you call that. That you yeah. know, that there was there was something there until she got close enough and realized maybe that I wasn't her type. So, but but that was practice for me, and and it was good because that's what I need. I need to be able to get out into the real world and practice either approach somebody said i should have just walked up to her and said hello to her and, and if she wasn't yeah. interested she would have just walked away so yeah that's the easiest thing to do say hello yeah, yeah. or ask for help you know if you're at a grocery store hey i can't find this could you help me out so that's the benjamin effect if people uh, if someone helps do a favor for you they feel bonded more so than if you do a favor for somebody else and if they turn you down then you don't want to judge them anyway yeah no, <laughs> no, no. A nice person yeah no. If I get a negative vibe, I'll just thank you. Sorry for bothering you and walk away. So right, right, yeah. Um, okay, Christy. Anything else uh, you would like to add? Um, I'm going to put all of your information on the show notes. Um, thank you. I, I already followed you on Facebook right before we jumped on. So you're on Facebook, KP Matching, right? Yeah, KP um, Match. Yeah, KP. Yeah, you're right. I think it's KP Match. Yeah, KP Matching or KP Match. And I'm I'm already following you, so um, don't be surprised if I reach out to you at, yeah. in a couple of months. I, I may yeah. want to. Uh, what what can it hurt? I, I'm, right. When I'm ready, I'm, I just don't think I'm ready yet. So, but anyway, any anything? Instagram, I have Instagram too. It's Matchmaker uh, Christy G Price. Okay. And then I'm also putting some online coaching programs together, which should be out by the end of June, which are a lower price point for people to help people. Some some will be narcissism how to successfully online date so people can just, you know, kind of go through it on their own and help, help them out. Let, let, uh, one more question, because it's just, and I think you might, you might've touched on this. So if let's say that I, I, I cause I'm still on some dating apps, uh, two, two questions. How, how many dating apps should one be on at one time? One, three, two, I guess obviously. The, uh, I'd say at least two, like okay. um, maybe like match and like hinge or bumble. Uh, if you do three, that's fine too. Like I see, I feel like if you do like Hinge, Match, and Bumble, there's a lot of crossover. Especially, I mean, sorry, Tinder and Hinge. There's a lot of crossover. I mean, Tinder's really trying to get away from being a hookup app, but it pretty much is. But then yeah. all of them are. You have to figure out what why people are on there. So I think that I think two, it can get really discouraging. It's hard to manage. It's, it's time suck. It so I, I like either Hinge, Bumble, and and a combination of the, one of those uh, two and Match, but Three are fine too. I mean, you never know, but you'll start seeing crossovers. But uh, so two or three. 
you worked with you said that you did work with some of the 50 and over crowd so that's what age group i fall into so i've been on our time and i'm now on silver singles which is by the way i their their minimum radius about for their search is 50 miles so i'm getting people three states away and and, and yeah. i e i emailed them and i said can i set the radius for 10 miles i i don't want somebody in ohio and i'm getting likes and smiles from people like I, literally three states away and i'm like I'm not going to date somebody so anyway silver single you tried him your bumble I'm on Bumble now, although the, the subscription expired, but there's two women I'm talking to. And apparently once the, your premium ex expires, you can still chat with them as long as the chat was initiated while you were premium. So, right. yeah, so I'm on Bumble. Um, match expired. I had no luck with that with match. Um, I'd not been on Hinge. Try Hinge. So yeah, sometimes it's different. it depends on your location. Sometimes things work better than the others. So Tinder up in Philadelphia, um is great like i've actually had people match up on that but down in florida it's it's bad so yeah so just uh, your location sometimes predicts what the kind of quality people you have okay. on there too. and yeah. so let's say that i wanted some help with my profile i could come to you and you i obviously pay you but yeah. you you would help me with the profile you would say bad pictures bad questions or whatever so yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, help people. Yeah, yeah cause one of, it's it's your resume. It's the first thing people see, especially your yeah. photos. Especially it should your be photos. written well and fun and really show who you are. But the number one thing are have good photos. Okay. Thank Chris, you, Christy D. Price. Thank you. You uh, you have given me and the audience a lot to think about, and um, uh, you helped me navigate some of this stuff because I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> so, all right, everybody, Christy D. Price with KP Match. Matchmaking. Matchmaking. Okay. And um yeah, let's let's I'm following you. We'll we'll stay in touch and 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 maybe I'll be one of your customers someday as soon, okay. as, soon as I'm ready. So any parting thoughts? No, well, if anyone wants to schedule a 20 minute free phone consultation to ask me any questions or has any concerns, okay. they can do that through my website as kpmatchmaking.com. Okay. So and my information's on there. All right. Christy, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And thank you, have, you. You have a great holiday weekend. Well, there you go. The dating world has gotten so complicated. Why is dating, why does it have to be so complicated? Oh, okay. Thank you, Christy. Thank you for helping us clear some of this up. What doesn't have to be complicated is following me or subscribing to this podcast and or leave a review. Please, if you're on Apple, and I think Spotify does it, little blurb at the bottom with five stars. Want to get the word out there, folks. We need to get the word out there. Listen, you're going to make a choice. Please make it wisely. Until next time. Ciao.